Namaste, everyone, and welcome to the Jai Bhakti Yoga podcast, where we share information on all things yoga, Ayurveda, and well-being lifestyle. I am excited to share these resources, insights, interviews, and so much more as we grow together on this wonderful journey of well-being. I am your host, Christina Andrini, founder of Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation and JBYU School of Yoga and Ayurveda. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our blog on Tumblr, as well as to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the fun social media channels where we share some of the tips and insights and resources from our podcast and vice versa on here. Now let's go ahead and begin with today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome. So today we are going to have the opportunity to chat a little bit more about what we've been growing through over the last week. Last week, over the course of seven days, I was posting some information in regards to creating a healthy daily routine according to Ayurveda. And so I took the liberty of creating an entire blog series on what it means to create a healthy routine, utilizing the tools and the methodologies of Ayurveda and how to integrate it into your own daily routine that you have now. And it's kind of funny because in creating a daily routine, we feel like we're actually making something new, but in reality, we're actually just enhancing what we are already doing and eliminating what's no longer serving us. And so this particular exercise is going to inspire you to really make some conscious changes. As I'm growing through my own experience, I too am learning how to maximize the potentiality of my day with doing less, but actually seeing more productivity. And the way that we do this is by first integrating these daily routines. So this week, we're going to be focusing on the first section of the seven topics that we talked about last week. And this week, we're going to be focusing on our daily morning routine. And you'll see a post later on today that goes over some information on how and what to integrate into a morning routine. And most of you already have this going on. It's just making some refinements so that you can get more time in your morning to do more life enhancing things than being distracted and not being productive. So as you're joining, welcome. Today we're talking about creating a healthy daily routine utilizing the tools of Ayurveda. And so as you're joining, you can say hello. And if you have any questions, it's always nice to uh, pop them in the comments below and I'll be sure to at least address them. And if I don't know the answer, I will definitely let you know. And so many of us want to know, well, what does a daily routine look like? And so if you head over to the blog today, you'll see everything um, written out for you. But what it does is that 
a daily routine encompasses everything that we do throughout the day. So from the moment that we wake up all the way till we go to bed at night, we have morning routines, midday routines and evening routines. We don't realize them because we're on automatic. And this hits a really strong point. It's because we've made them automatic that we're able to do them without even thinking about them while still doing other things. And so now it's time to become more conscious of these routines and really integrating what's going to be more beneficial for you. And so when we have a lot going on in our day, it could probably go to the wayside, some of the self-care routines that are actually really, really important for us to actually integrate into our system. And so for some of you, uh, you've also seen last week, the little icon that had the daily routine in the morning, and then it had meditation and yoga and so on and so forth, all the way down to number seven, which it said quality sleep. We're going to talk about all of those each week. We'll focus on one of these topics just so that you also have the science behind everything. And I'm not just talking out of my ass. So the first thing is understanding how we are utilizing Ayurveda to balance the doshas. And so if you don't even know what a dosha is, then I'm going to have you pause the video if you're watching the replay or go over to the website and take the dosha assessment. And then that way you'll know what your dosha is and it'll talk about the doshas. But in a nutshell, the doshas are the different elements. They're called panchamahabhutas that come together. And each of the doshas, they're known as vata, pitta, and kapha, come together and through their qualities and their composition create who you are on your gene level, on your tissue or datu level. This also goes as deep into the mental capacity of cognition, which would be who you are in your personality traits, your karma, your dharma, etc. And so I go really into depth of that in another episode, but this way you have a kind of just like an overall understanding, a basic understanding. They also represent different communication techniques and pathways. And each of them also have their own respective gunas that have to be worked on so that you can integrate your own routine based on what you're gonna be learning over the next couple of weeks. So if you don't know what your dosha is, it's important to understand what your main dosha is, which is known as your prakriti. And sometimes it could be two. So sometimes you could be vata pitta, pitta kapha, pitta vata, kapha vata, et cetera. So they can be mixed around. One could be slightly higher than the other. And so and some of them could be, you could be tridoshic. It could be all of them. And so how do we address this if we don't know what we are? So we do the very basic and that is life and and. Uh, routine changes. That's what we do from the beginning. Then as we get to understand ourselves more, we start to refine them more. That's the beauty about Ayurveda. It's the science of refinement. And so the first step is to understand what your dosha is. And over in the blog, I have a quick link that takes you straight to the quiz. So you can understand what we call your prakriti in Sanskrit. And this is the physiological makeup for yourself. Then what we want to do is take that information and dissect it a little bit. So now that we understand what our, our cosmic composition is or uh, unified field quantum theory, what we've become over time of genetic 
um, met metabolic processes, etc. So now that we have this idea of who we are, why we respond the way that we respond to certain triggers, why we react the way that we react, why we speak the way that we speak, uh, how we communicate, etc., it tends to fall into these three areas of categories, and they tend to blend into one another. The ultimate objective of Ayurveda is to ultimately remove the doshas so that you're whole as one without being more of the other and so on and so forth, but just completely sattvic or balanced. And with doing that, the key to any change is patience, right? And so as we begin this journey together, we're going to have patience with ourselves. We are going to be okay with, oops, I ate a cookie this afternoon, my bad. So we're going to be okay with making mistakes. As a matter of fact, make many mistakes because this is how you grow. So with this knowledge that you're going to be receiving after you take the little quiz, that quiz is also going to give you basically a cheat sheet of everything that we're going to be working on as we work through these different weeks, specifically each of these topics. And so with the creating a healthy daily routine, it's going to also show you the foods that you'll begin to uh, put into your diet and what will be best to remove so that you don't feel heavy. It will prepare you for the transition of our cleanse that we'll be doing for the autumn equinox to transition into fall to autumn. And it will also give you the yoga asanas that we will be focusing on in a couple of weeks that will help to balance each of the doshas. And with that in mind, once we know what dosha we are or what two doshas we are, we'll be able to kind of manipulate a couple of those asanas so that we have a more full approach to what we're experiencing in our um, uh, routine that we're going to be creating. So I'm saying hello to everybody this morning as you're popping in and out. And so a beautiful quote that Bob Roth has shared with us is, and Bob Roth is the founder, I'm sorry, is the CEO of the David Lynch Foundation. And he also leads the twice daily uh, transcendental meditation technique that I highly, 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 highly encourage everyone to experience at least once in your life and at least for seven days. Um, if you haven't tried it before, this would be a really great time to introduce it into your practice as next week we'll be uh, diving into meditation techniques. So step two is going to be understanding what your Vikriti is. And so the quote before I continue that Bob Roth said is people change after circumstances, but rare is the time they change the inner to move on in liberation. And I'll read that again. People change after circumstances, but rare is the time they change the inner to move on in liberation. We tend to stay stagnant when everything is content and everything's fine. But when a circumstance approaches, we tend to change in that instance is basically what this quote is speaking on. And then what ends up happening is we adapt to whatever change is actually happening. But rare is the time that we take the initiative to change ourselves in order to progress into higher states of being. And this is where 
this work comes in. This is where creating a healthy routine, according to Ayurveda, is really going to empower you to take control of your life again, your health, your wellness, your finances, saying no, and being okay with that and being okay with being alone. It's going to help you understand the beauty, why integrating these routines are so special because they're very sacred. And once you begin to do these routines for yourself each and every day, this is going to inspire you to understand the meaning of what self-care really means and what self-love truly is. And once you have that refined, then whoever and whatever you're bringing into your life is going to also have an appreciation for these routines. And hopefully they share them too, so that they also have respect for their own routines. And it's a harmonious balance between the connection. Understanding what your Vikriti is, is going to be step two. So step one, you're going to understand what your dosha is. Step two, you're going to understand what your Vikriti is. So what does the word Vikriti mean? Vikriti literally means an imbalance. Something is vitiated, something is shifting, something is moving. And so if we're finding that we are experiencing a lot of scatteredness, it probably means that Vata is a little bit vitiated. If we are feeling some reflux or some heat, a lot more heat in the body, skin rashes, maybe there's a little bit of acne coming up, anything that has to do with surface level, then this means that hair may be falling out, a little bit more stress has been introduced, and this means that pitta is aggravated. If we are feeling heavy, lethargy, more fatigue, a little bit more tired, uh, loss of interest, then we're probably feeling a little bit more kapha and kapha has kind of seeped its way into the other two homes. This happens from time to time and it's fine, but over a period of time, it can turn into a situation that we want to address. So that's why we always want to be very mindful and we want to be preventative. And that's also another key point about Ayurveda. Ayurveda is a preventative medicine. And then once we come to understand ourselves or our clients, and we understand that we're a little bit more progressed in our stages of pathogenesis, we haven't been doing a daily routine, then we're going to start to see some transitions that are not so favorable for us, which is where Ayurveda comes in to help treat, nurture, and hopefully regress a couple of these uh, circumstances that have been a little bit more disseminated throughout the body. If not, then we do the best that we can to make it comfortable until the end. And what's really beautiful about creating a healthy routine is that you don't have to worry about those uh, not so pleasant moments when you have your routine in check and always being able to adapt it when you're traveling so that you're not losing that momentum. And I'll help you with that as well because I travel so much. Um, so the second step is what we just talked about, imbalance. So what you also want to know is a couple of questions to ask yourself. And you could ask yourself this right now. Is your appetite affected in any way? Do you tend to skip breakfast? Do you tend to have a heavy dinner? Do you tend to skip lunch? Do you tend to not eat at all unless you're fasting? And if you're fasting for ekadashi, completely understandable. 
But aside from that or fasting for any other religious reasons, you want to steer clear from fasting unless you are guided by your Ayurvedic practitioner, health consultant, or doctor. So you're not aggravating your nutrition and the tissues within the body, especially those with cardiovascular issues. Um, anyway, let's go back to your sleep quality. Is your sleep quality uh, affected? Are you waking up in the middle of the night? If that's you, then you're probably eating too late. You're probably waking up in the middle of the night to use the restroom. Are you drinking anything before you go to bed? Um, are you looking at your tablet or your iPad or your computer or your phone before you're going to bed or in bed? So keeping uh, conscious about the behaviors that you're doing prior to bed is very important for your sleep quality. And what about your activities? What kind of activities do you do? Are you going to yoga? Do you go fishing? Do you uh, go kayaking, paddleboarding? Are you out on the water? Do you go for a walk? Are you enjoying music, live music? Do you um, have some sort of art expression that you do? What are the activities that you're engaged in? Are you engaged in community activities? And if so, awesome, and why? And if not, why? And is it that you don't have the time? And then if that's the case, how are you going to be able to commit making some time for an activity or a hobby that can distract you from everything else that's going on throughout the day? And then we have um, depression. And I wanna really clarify the word depression. So if we look at depression, depression stems from an impression. And every single time there's an impression of something that is harmful to the heart, the heart chakra area, or to the upper body area, this is the kapha area of the body, and it creates a, a murmur or a vitiation or some sort of impingement in your soul, this type of impression layered upon itself over and over and over and over again will cause to what will be depression and you become depressed. You become depressed over whatever it is, the circumstance that has been replaying itself over and over for a period of time. When that happens, this is an, an, a very sensitive area when it comes to Ayurveda. And we tend to work on this as more of a pragya aparad, which is working with the mistake of the intellect. And so understanding what is real, what is an illusion, what are we creating as a story? And that in and of itself becomes a routine that we will get to. Um, but this will also give you an idea of you're being depressed. Depression also is a attribute of either vata being imbalanced or kapha being imbalanced or vata and kapha at the same time. You might have kapha into vata or vata into kapha. So that will create that depression. Depression does not really happen a lot with pitta personalities because they're so fiery that they're constantly, what will end up happening is they're not going to be depressed. They're going to have anger issues or they're going to have temperament issues. So keep that in mind when we're working with this, this area called depression. Depression is really uh, associated back to mental health and we want to create a balance. And this area of mental health would be working with another set of three known as rajas, tamas, and sattva, which we will get to at another day because that's a lot for today. Um, 
what seems to be getting in your way is another question to ask yourself. So you want to consider what's getting in my way. Am I getting in my way? Am I making up excuses? I'm going to get to it later. Makafa is taking over. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do this, 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 and that. And then I only did three things and now I'm upset with myself. So also give yourself room to only do maybe a few things a day instead of doing an entire smorgasbord buffet of things. This is going to affect your routine. The other thing is, when did you start feeling whatever type of way you're feeling that you were getting in your own way? And how did it start? This is the beauty about coming back to the root of the imbalance. So every single time there's something that comes up, we want to come back to the root of the imbalance. We do not want to just wipe it under the rug because what happens? You take the rug up and it's still there. So we want to address it. We want to get to the root and we want to eliminate it. Take it out. Take it out. So I'm welcoming you as you're coming in. Thank you for joining. And for those of you joining, we are talking about creating a healthy daily routine, utilizing Ayurvedic principles. And so we just went over step one and step two, which was understanding what your dosha is and now knowing the root of your imbalance. What is your vikriti? What is the imbalance to that respective dosha? And again, I have some links for you in the blog that you can click right on and it'll give you all that information. So how do we make these changes? This is going to be the topic now. So we begin with making a commitment to making a difference in ourselves, 1% at a time. When we're getting ready to completely transform our life and which we're going to be doing in the course of seven weeks, those of you that did the challenge last week, you did it in seven days and you already saw progress progression, progress. I'm making up my own words now. So you already saw some progress. And so this week we're going to be refining everything a little bit more clearer. So this week we're really going to be focusing on our daily routine. Today we're going to start with our morning routine. I'll go over all of them, but we're really going to refine the morning routine and then go into the midday and the evening routine throughout the week. And then next week, we're going to pop on and we're going to talk about meditation and then yoga and yoga asanas, etc. So as we're making these commitments, it's going to be okay if you fall back into old patterns. It's a work in progress. So always, always, always be patient with yourself. That is the number one key with Ayurveda is being patient with yourself, not letting yourself get all ruffled up because that will create the aggravation that we don't want. So each time we're starting something new, maybe even consider and maybe take up a journal and do 21 day journal. It takes 21 days with scientific research behind it um, from the NIH research um, paper that I read about creating healthy routines that it takes 21 days to actively integrate a new modality into your life. 21 days. So every single day for 21 days, commit to this process and you will see results. I guarantee it. So today we start, make the commitment, 1% a day, 20 seconds of courage. We're going to start to take our action. We're going to increase Pitta. We're going to take action. We're going to do our Kriya yoga, which is the yoga of action, taking action and it integrates and implements starting today from this point on. So 
Today, we're making the difference. So step three is going to be important to understand that change doesn't happen overnight and we want to create a smart goal. So if that means I want to get to bed on time every day. So starting today, I wake up at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. and I'm in bed by 10, 10.30 p.m. For those of you that have other types of uh, roles that have interesting schedules that you're actually going to work at 4 p.m. or going to work in the evening, then we literally just flip the circadian rhythm clock. And so whenever you wake up to get ready for your job is when your morning will start and that will become your morning routine. You may feel the energies of those respective doshas in those timeframes, but you're still going to be able to find balance within those and we'll work together on that. If you have questions, just send me a message. And then that way we can work together on honing in on refining that particular area for your routine to get you ready for overnight because you're still going to go through the vata, the the vata, the kapha, the pitta time of day, the vata, the kapha, and the pitta time of night. So you're still going to go through that. And we're just going to work with you on that. Everyone else, you want to work on integrating a morning routine that you're waking up around the um, 6 a.m. time. The vata time of day is going to be 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. This is the time of day that's ideal to wake up because it's the quietest time of the day. And it's also the time of the day that gives you the space to be alone. In cosmic consciousness, this is known as the lightest sheath. So this is where the ancestral realm and the human realm surface level realm actually meet, which is why in Kundalini practitioners tend to be up by 2, 2.30. They're preparing themselves for their 3, 3.30 a.m. meditation, their 4.30 a.m. practice, and then they get ready for their chanting and then the meditation, and then they do their breakfast and continue with their day. So the routine can fluctuate, but you would like to inspire yourself to be up in the vata time of day preparing for kapha time of morning. So in the in the vata time of day, the 2 to 6 a.m. time, you are going to begin with your dental hygiene. Dental hygiene is extremely important because dental hygiene directly correlates back to your heart health. And it's completely it's directly linked to cardiovascular issues and heart disease, which is why Ayurveda focuses heavily on a dental routine. And I will talk more about dental routine in another episode and also break down what I use for my dental routine every single morning. And again, to do it at night before you go to bed, which would be known as your Ritucharya. There's a blog that I have also that's called Creating a um, Healthy Daily Routine Through Ritucharya and Dinacharya. Dinacharya is your morning routine. It's actually Dinacharya and Ritucharya. Dinacharya is the morning routine and it breaks it down per dosha, what you will be doing, what oils you need, etc. It goes into very big detail on that one. And then it also goes into detail about the Ritucharya. So everything you will be doing for your evening routine. So you've got all of that information for you already. So it's just go there and figure it out. You'll see everything there for you. It's super easy. And you'll start to figure out how you're going to integrate it into your own daily practice, which is what I mean by that. Now, your your dental hygiene routine, it will be broken down for you there, but I'm going to explain it here. 
you'll start with washing your hands so you get any any um, oils any dead skin cells off of your hands before you put your hands in your mouth and then you will floss your teeth you floss all of your teeth and then you will tongue scrape traditionally you want to use a steel metal um or you want to use a copper preferably copper tongue scraper you can get these over at banyan botanicals i have a 15 percent off code for all of you and so you just use my first name with the number 15 christina with a ch c-h-r-i-s-t-i-n-a the number 15 all capitals over at banyan botanicals you get whatever you want for 15 percent off everything you're going to want to get a tongue scraper all right you Scrape your tongue every day, and that's going to help you to remove any buildup, any ama is what we call that. It's also going to help to increase the digestive fire, what we call your jatara agni. So it gets your belly and your fire ready for the day. Okay, so that is what tongue scraping does. Then after you do that, you're going to brush your teeth and you want to use a soft bristle brush, preferably and you will brush your teeth put a generous amount of toothpaste on there you would like to specifically use toothpaste that are mostly organic or that have neem peppermint in there really helpful for your teeth and gums and they get your teeth nice and strong um so you want to do that and if you don't have that then banyan botanicals also sells that whole foods there's tom's brand uh there's jason brand there's all kinds of different brands that you can use but specifically banyan has a whole kit that you can get as well the other thing that you want to do is then do your swoosh so you do an oil pull and coconut oil is really really good you just put some coconut oil in your mouth you swoosh it around for about five to ten minutes i tend to leave it in for close to up to 20 minutes just depending on what i'm doing i just do my whole day maybe i go and shower and i still have it in my mouth so i tend to do that the longest because the longer you have it in your mouth the more it's pulling all the bacteria and then you're able to then spit that all out and then just rinse it out the beauty about the oils is that it will naturally coat the esophagus and the lining of the digestive tract as well so it actually is doing you a favor on top of that because it's all natural the oils is also helping to coat the throat and it's also pulling all the bacteria and the ama off and out so you'll start to see a difference when you're tongue scraping every day because you're removing a lot of this plaque and a lot of the buildup that tends to be uh, housed in the mouth. The next thing is after you do your dental routine, then you will drink room temperature water or a glass of water or tea. For Vata, you will have um, maybe some CCFT and a lot of you maybe don't know what that is, but CCFT is uh, coriander, cumin and fennel. So you will take these teas and you will utilize them in the morning and it gets the digestive system ready. It also helps to purify any ama, and it also helps with the um, mental intellect and also with stimulating the digestive system. And you will also maybe just take some, what I have here is warm water with honey and lemon which and ginger so that's what i've been doing um over the course of this week 
for my morning routine. So you will have that. And then the next um, thing you want to make sure that's happening throughout the first hour of the morning is that you are having proper elimination. So for those of you just joining and you came in at the elimination point, um, we are talking about creating a healthy daily routine utilizing Ayurveda. And so in the first um, when you wake up in the Vata time of day, 2 to 6 a.m., you are going to make sure that you do your dental hygiene, that you drink your room temperature water or your purification water, and that you have proper elimination in the morning. You want to make sure that your bowels have a nice and strong consistency. They're not too loose and that there aren't any undigested food particles because if that's the case, then there's something going on in the digestion that's holding you back from processing the food. And that means that the nutrients are not being distributed throughout the body properly. So it's really important to understand what's going on when you're going through your elimination. If you're not having elimination during the morning time, then it's best to do the CCFT that I just talked about. Do that for about seven days, three times a day, and you'll start to see a, a definite uh, difference in your morning routine in the bowels. And then some of us may require abhyanga and i'll talk about abhyanga in another uh, video because it is quite a process but abhyanga is a self oil massage that is done either daily for some or every other day or once a week for others depending on the imbalance and depending on your dosha will determine what oil that you're using and how often you are performing this particular massage. What this self-massage does is it stimulates all of the datus, which are known as your tissues of the body. The oil then goes into the biggest organ of the body known as our skin. The skin absorbs the oil and the oil then goes into all of the tissues and it goes through the seven different metabolic processes of the agni or of the digestion, which then distributes itself to create ultimately what is known as ojas, this vibrant vitality or this glow that we see naturally amongst the skin. And the reason for this is because it goes into the tissues, it goes into the metabolic process, and then also as Sveda is one of the malas, so how we eliminate is known as sweating and pores opening, not just through feces or urine, but also through Sveda. And as we are taking in the oil massage and it's going in through the body, well, as we're purifying throughout the day and as we're sweating and eliminating throughout the day, detoxing throughout the day, the oil that we are consuming or the ghee that we're putting on our body is also distributing and coming out and releasing, which is creating that glow as well. Abhyanga helps to soften the skin. It promotes health throughout the lymphatic system. It also helps to promote um, healthy digestion, healthy tissues. It is really cooling to the nervous system. It helps to stimulate hair growth and it also helps to um, reverse aging. It is known as the life insurance policy of India. And so Abhyanga, we will definitely talk more about in depth. You can get these oils specifically for your dosha at Banyan and also at Mapi, M-A-P-I.com. Um, you can message me or click on the link of Mapi over at jbyfnola.org and it will give you 25% off all of the products there. So I got you hooked up there too. Lastly, or a couple of things before we end this morning's chat is we also wanna talk about meditation and yoga. 
you want to do your meditation and yoga practice in the morning because this will also help to get the body prepared for the rest of the day. And it also helps to create a space of wholeness and it also creates a space of balance. So this way, things that would normally aggravate you throughout the day will actually be reduced in that aggravation. The more that we meditate, the more that we're reducing those impressions that create the depression. And so when we meditate in the morning, whether it's five minutes a day, whether it's up to 20 minutes a day, and when we do this two times a day, it really helps to create a space of homeostasis as we are navigating ourselves and how we are reacting and responding to everyday circumstances. We are really growing in the inner intelligence of our beingness or the little I when we're removing the ego or the um, the little I, we're removing the little I from ourselves, And ultimately, meditation helps us to achieve the goal of Ayurveda, being free from the doshas. We are the three doshas, but at the same time, we want to be free from the attachment to the identity of the qualities of these doshas so that we are creating homeostasis overall. Another way to also integrate this practice is by doing yoga. It doesn't necessarily mean you're doing some sort of active yoga that you're jumping all over the place and doing handstands and arm balances and all that. Yoga literally means that seat. And it also literally means to sit and be still. And in yoga, we utilize the practice of yoga, the different poses and postures of yoga to invite a sense of stillness and utilizing it as a mode of a moving meditation. And in that moving meditation, and you're able to sit within the poses and receive the nectar of each experience by breathing in, notice what the muscles are doing. Notice what your breath is doing. Notice if you're holding the breath. Is the asana or the posture a little bit intense today? And do you need to back out? The beauty about doing yoga is that you're able to adapt the modality for yourself. As a yoga teacher, I really encourage my students to listen to their inner intelligence because not everybody is going to look the same in warrior one and warrior two or in any pose for that matter. How your forward fold looks is going to be very different from my forward fold because our bodies are constructed uniquely. So as you're moving through your poses, do the poses that are going to be enlivening you, uplifting you, and motivating you, not the person on the mat next to you. It's important also to maybe start with a practice at home. So I have lots of free videos on our YouTube channel at Jai Bhakti Yoga that you can do that are um, pretty novice and at a really smooth, slow pace. And also the Yoga Nidra practice is a really sweet one to integrate because it's so calming. Another one to integrate is the Maharishi Yoga Asanas, which are available to you there. And I also have a free resource library on our website that you can uh, become a part of, and you can have access to a whole assortment of 
asanas that are put together for you strategically to help you grow along your yoga journey at a really moderate pace so that you're able to receive all the information and not feel, feel overwhelmed through the yoga asanas. So that's something that we're also going to be getting deeper into when we approach that week of yoga asana. And we'll actually be practicing together here live on uh, Instagram. So then breakfast, because we love to eat. So for those of us that are um, growing through this part of their morning routine and have a challenge with having breakfast in the morning and skip it and just have a cup of coffee, I really want to encourage you. And I know who you are because you're probably a lot like me. I am that person that can skip the breakfast, go straight to the cup of coffee, have a cup of water and move on with my life. So we want to work on having breakfast. You just, I'm going to put it out there like that. We're going to have to have breakfast. So we don't want to force it. Remember, we don't want to force it, but we want to work towards waking up hungry so that we can put something in our belly to then go ahead and get the body moving. I know, I know, vata, vata to the extreme. I just, to the next level. <laughs> yes, the spiritual goddess Mimi, Chelsea, I know. Vata to the extreme. Just skip it, have a cup of coffee, move on, or whatever your tea is, your chai, etc. So we want to start having breakfast. So the CCFT is going to be extremely beneficial for those of you that tend to skip breakfast in the morning because it's going to begin to create having an appetite. When you start to have that appetite, you're going to be able to have a small breakfast. A small breakfast can be as small as just a little bowl of oatmeal, cream of wheat. You can do some stewed apples. If you are having any nuts, then you want to soak any of the nuts or hard fruits the night before. Yes, those pears. I, I know you love those pears. So getting the pears in there, cooking the pears, cooking plums, you want to just stew them and warm them up. And why do we do this? Because we want to open up the qualities of the food to consume it so that we are basically what we're eating. We are being nourished by all of the vitamins that are within these foods. The food is medicine. So as we are growing through this experience together, we are also going to be learning about the qualities of the food when we get into the breakfast, lunch, and dinner week and understanding why we eat what we eat. But it's important to have some sort of warmth in the morning Put it in your belly so it starts to stoke the fire of your agni, which is our di digestion. So we're ready to consume and take in not only what we're eating physically, but what we're also eating externally, environmentally, emotionally. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> Team breakfast. I love it. Yes, Jake. Yes. Team breakfast. So you want to eat your breakfast in the morning. We don't want to have it your heaviest breakfast. Be very conscious of that brunchers. I know, especially my New Orleans folk, they have a nice big old brunch. Be very mindful. Lunch is your biggest meal of the day, everybody. Your biggest meal of the day. Eat it all. Put it all in the middle of the day because this is when your fire is at its peak. This is when you're consuming the most energy. So this is when it's 
processing. Good morning, Donnie in Baltimore. Good morning, dear. So when you're consuming this, it is going to also be processing. You want to space out your meals in creating a healthy routine. Space out your meals so that you have your meals every three to four hours, okay? Sometimes it takes longer to digest, but when you're having your CCFT, my morning skippers, you're going to you're going to see that it's gonna help you clarify, and then you're gonna to wanna to start consuming something. I would start with just a very small bowl of oatmeal. You can cook your milk or cook your oat milk or um, vegans, you'll do the same process just with without milk. You can also make a, a vegan ghee and you can also utilize coconut oil um, as well as a vegan option, as well as flaxseed oil or um, sesame or avocado. So you have some options there. And this will help you, to, and water is also an option to make your porridge in the morning, especially after a fast. When you're doing fasting, if you're using any types of milks, it could be too heavy for you the next day. So just use some distilled water or spring water because the minerals in those two are much more nourishing for the body. Um, lots of information when it comes to food. I can't wait to talk about it when we get there. And the breakfast is normally held in the kapha time of the day, which is anywhere between 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And this is where you will feel a little bit heavy, but this is a beautiful time to consume your food, take it all in and allow it to process, to get your brain ready to go and receive the information that you'll be receiving during the pitta time of the day when you are at work and doing your projects. And so quickly, we will go over midday routine and then evening, which will break into over the course of this week, I'll jump back on on Wednesday and then on Friday to talk about the midday and to talk about the evening. But just so you're aware, during the middle of the day, which is going to be your 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. time, this is the Pitta time of day. And this is when you're working everything out, all of the strength, all of the fun things. Um, it is so important to understand that nourishing your body is also going to nourish the soul and it's going to nourish everybody that you come in contact with. Because when you're at your highest point, then everyone around you is going to feel that and reverberate from that highest point, which is why keeping a healthy daily routine is so important. So as you are going through the 10 a.m. time, this is where you're dealing with the kids, you're, you're getting them back to school if they haven't been at school yet or dropped them off already, um, all of that. So this is all part of your morning routine. Those with children, you're going to adjust your morning routine um, to really support you with your children and getting them to school and so on and so forth. So keep that in mind. And during around 12 o'clock, like I said, this is the pit of time of day you're going to want to eat your meal here, largest meal here. And this gives you time to digest and process metabolic processes. This creates the ojas, this creates the soma, this creates the sattva in our life. And then after your meal, give yourself five minutes to let it settle. Even if it's just sitting there and looking out into space and just being, just let the body nourish, take it all in. Maybe go for a walk. 15-minute walk is always nice, very pleasant. Just embrace the energy around you, the environment. Let that come in. Let it be fresh, and that will help to process everything. After that, 
you're going to go back into now the Vata time of day, which will be the 2 to 4 p.m. This is where you kind of feel like, man, I'm a little bit luggish because I'm still processing my food from lunch, but I have all these projects that need to get done. So do what's best for you between the two to four, maybe even five o'clock hour, and then wrap it all up. Come five o'clock, you're going to start to enter into the kapha time. So this is when the sun is winding down, the golden hour is coming, everything is beginning to relax, even nature is beginning to kind of wind down in and of itself. And so we start to notice that this is a good time for meditation again. This is a good time for your yoga practice. If you have an evening yoga practice, this is a good time to start preparing for dinner. This is your wind down time. Then around six o'clock is when we're preparing for kapha. This is when we're getting ready for the evening or the rituchariya routine. Yes, absolutely. You have, you know, um, the benefits of med- breakfast meditation before breakfast is so key and crucial. And the reason for that is because meditation, your intellect is going to the space of the third eye chakra. But when we are eating breakfast, then the intelligence will go to the belly. And so that's why we don't want to eat breakfast or consume uh, anything before meditation. Meditation, we want to be still purified before we take in and consume anything to metabolize because we're still metabolizing through the intellect. Again, remember y'all, it takes 21 days to create these routines. Do not get overwhelmed. Take it easy 1% at a time. Lastly, step six. So we did step three. Step four is the integrating the routines. Step five is then preparing ourselves to take action, to shift into these routines and these goals. So this is the transformation process, which would be Pitta associated. And then we have our evening routines associated to Kapha. And this is where we are calming and cooling ourselves down. The 6 p.m. time is the kapha time. This is where relaxing activities are coming in. Maybe you're doing a mala making workshop. Maybe you are doing chanting. Maybe you're learning the Hanuman Chalisa. Who knows? I don't know. That's just me personally learning that. Um, maybe you are taking some time to practice an instrument or do a sound healing. This is a beautiful time to get into relaxing activities, especially after a day of work. You may also consider going to the gym at this time and working out anything extra, but we don't want to do anything excessive. So nothing that's going to be excessively energetic to fire you up. We want to cool you down. So a 7 to 7.30, no later than that is going to be dinner time because you want to make sure that you're processing your food two to three hours before bedtime. During the bedtime time, I'm going to just use another word during the bedtime kala, which also means time, um, the 10 to 2 a.m. hour, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. hours is pitta time of digestion. So you want to consume everything before you go to bed, because during the bedtime is when the body is going to take over. Some of the body shuts down and other parts of the body awaken. And in science, this helps us to process and this is a really big reason why it's important to get proper sleep 
we'll talk about that in more detail the week where we talk about sleep, which I think is week seven. Um, so then lastly is bedtime. We really want to strive to get in bed no later than 1030. I know it's hard, especially if you are a business owner, if you are juggling a lot of projects, if you're in school full time, work full time, family full time, there is a lot going on. And sometimes our bedtime can be 1130, 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. This area of refinement for you might be the very first area that you work on altogether. And that will be getting to bed. If you get to bed at 1 a.m., let's start working at getting to bed by 12.30. If you go to bed by 12 a.m., then start getting to bed by 11.30. Give yourself a half hour mark so that you can start working yourself backwards. I'm sorry, working yourself backwards until you get to 10 to 10.30. Once you get to 10 to 10.30, this is your bedtime and you will see a huge difference when you wake up in the morning. Okay. So that will be now step seven is seeing the action taking place and being present for it. That is the most important. It's just being present and showing up, taking action, understanding your dosha, understanding your imbalance, understanding what you need to take action on, doing it 1% at a time integrating these healthy routines are only going to empower you and enliven you so that you can take control of your health again, start making conscious decisions and start making practical decisions to take control of your health, your wealth, and of course, your daily routine. So lastly, we want to know what your goals are. We want to enhance your life and we want to create some progress. If you're finding that you're stuck anywhere, just shoot me an email and I'll help you as best as I can. Um, the last thing that I want you to understand before we go is we have discounts for all of these things. For those of you that are just joining, everything that I mentioned earlier and the areas to go, you, we have an entire space on our website, jbyfnola.org. If you go over, if you even scroll down to the bottom at the footer, on the side, it has JBYF partners. Click on the partners and you're going to see everyone that we're connected with and all of the discounts that are available for you. So you can go in there and you can shop your yoga accessories. You can go and shop your Ayurvedic products all for a really sweet discount. And you can get them within two to three days at your door and we'll start to go over them together. So let me know when you get your stuff and we'll start and begin all of that as you're getting it in. In the meantime, I'm gonna say goodbye, send you all my love. I'm gonna be seeing one of our beautiful attendees in just a few minutes and giving you all abundance and blessings as we navigate our way into this new fall transition into autumn and we're letting go of summer and getting ready to cleanse and purify and take control of our lives again. Much love everybody from my heart to yours. I'll see you next week. For those of you joining me on Wednesday, we will be talking about the midday routine and really diving in and refining some of those attributes. And then if you're joining me on Friday, we are going to be talking about um, our evening routine this week. 
And yes, Jake, I will see you tomorrow over, um, since it might be raining, then we may be over at the uh, reunion shelter. So keep that in mind as it can be very soggy under the tree. But aside from that, so much love everybody. And I'll see you very, very soon. Namaste and be well. Thank you all so much for participating in today's wonderful podcast. As always, it's such a joy and an honor to share in the space with all of you and hold the space together as a collective. I invite you to support my life's work on Teachable. For those of you that would like continuing education units, Teachable will be the go-to for your membership. I'm looking forward to growing together and meeting you all. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and introduce yourself. I would love to follow you back and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free classes that are posted weekly. Looking forward to our next chat together and I'll see you online, in person, in an immersion or on this podcast. See you soon. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste.